Welcome into another edition of the WISports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, General Manager at WISports.net and your host for the WSN podcast. We are past the winter sports season. State tournaments for boys and girls basketball wrapped up last month into spring sports, and that will be the focus of our conversation today. Coming up shortly will be a conversation that, uh, that I had with Joe Waite, who is the head baseball coach at Cumberland High School and also the editor of the Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook. Uh, tremendous publication, as we'll talk about, a special anniversary edition this year. We'll uh, kind of get a background on, on uh, the, the yearbook and also talk a little bit about uh, just kind of general baseball stuff, some of the storylines going on this year, some of the challenges that the coach Waite faces as a baseball coach in northern Wisconsin and uh, just some of the other challenges and, and things going on with high school baseball. Before we get there, though, I do want to mention a few things. First of all, speaking of spring sports and baseball, you can find, excuse me, um, uh, baseball conference previews on WSN. A number of those have been published and will be wrapped up either later this week or perhaps early next week by Colton Wilson. A uh, preview of every baseball conference in the state to get yourself ready to go. Of course, the weather has not been great to this point. Uh, so not a ton of games played so far, but here and there there have been. Uh, also, we are keeping a list of baseball no-hitters thrown. You can find that at WSN as well. And uh, to to go back just a, a bit to the basketball season, uh, announced today the WBCA did the uh, Coach of the Year Awards. Lee Rabbis of Nina uh, was the Boys Coach of the Year. Todd Hansen of Kettle Moraine was the Girls Coach of the Year. Also Coach of the Year information for the college level. Uh, coaching Achievement Awards, and then also the WBCA College Player of the Year Awards were announced, so you can check that out on wisports.net. And also a, uh, a plug one more time for an article I wrote last week, actually, um, trying to answer the question if it's time for a change to the basketball state tournaments and division structures. Uh, Many people have read it so far. There was tons and tons of comments on our Facebook page arguing back and forth, most of them unrelated to what I wrote in the article, most of them arguing about private schools, which is a, a different topic. Um, but my uh, my thought, based on you know what we saw in terms of attendance this year for boys and girls, was to try to fill that Thursday morning session. And, and the easiest and simplest way to do that, I believe, is to add two more teams that stayed in Division One, the largest schools with, you know, ostensibly the the um, best teams and best players, although it's not always the case. Uh, but of course, many years ago, there were eight teams that, that stayed in Division One, and many people would like to see that, both the Division One coaches who feel like they should have that representing, you know, a larger section of, uh, of enrollment and students. And then also many just general fans like the idea of having more bigger schools in Division One teams at state. Um, so again, if you if you add two more D1 teams, take that total to six, you can fill that Thursday morning session. Uh, now that does bring in you know a a, a lot of um, controversy perhaps, but it it does bring to the table the idea that two teams would then get a buy at the state tournament the top two seeds, and whether that is too, uh, too much of an advantage and, and too much of a disadvantage for those teams that might have to play in the quarterfinals uh, and, and win three games to win state as opposed to the top two seeds that would have to only win two games. So 
certainly some discussion there, discussion worthy. Um, you know, just kind of looking at some of the other things people have discussed, and we're we're not going to get into that in great deal to detail today. We'll save that for a different time. But you know, people have talked about moving the state tournament dates up, which can be challenging. Keep in mind the girls' state tournament date. If you push both boys and girls up one week. The girls are not playing at the Cole Center because the UW will not reserve the facility for those days. So you can't push it up one week and hold the boys at the Cole Center because UW won't let it. You push it up two weeks and then you're going into, you know, potentially regular season or or tournaments for uh, for some of the other UW sports. So who knows if that's even available? Um, you know, there's there's people that still would like to go back to the old alignment of four divisions with four teams at state in all of them except division one and essentially go back to where we were. I don't see that happening. There's people that would favor eight teams at state in uh, in all divisions in all five divisions, which would create an extra day at state, which brings in all kinds of uh, potential issues and, and whether that would work. There's people that have floated ideas of multiple venues, which I am not in, in favor of. You know, you're, you're almost cutting your, your attendance in half. Uh, by how many people can attend. So um, there's there's different options, but I think the the one that I posed in, uh, with adding two teams to state in Division One is the simplest and easiest. Could be done within the existing three day structure. I don't know that you would have to even you know look at redoing contracts for um, for facilities, uh, which by the way are in place until at least 2025 at both the Cole Center and the Rush Center. So it's not like any significant changes, um, you know, especially adding dates or changing dates could be done until then. So that was that was one uh, proposal that I had. And then to go along with that, um, changing and adjusting how the division cut lines are are structured, uh, adding more teams to Division One and Division Two, evening out the divisions a little bit. Not exactly. Uh, keep in mind, right now there's 128 teams in Division Five in only about 65 teams in Division One, So there are uh, a number of small school uh, folks that, that do not see that as equitable. So uh, my, my proposal would tweak that. Um, we've also seen, you know, I, I just think it's time to review it. The, the current five division model and division structures were put in place 10 years ago now, over 10 years, and have not... Um, you know, really been adjusted significantly since then. And I think with declining enrollment in the state of Wisconsin, with more schools getting smaller and smaller and fewer large schools, I think it's time to look at adjusting those cut lines. So again, there would be more schools in D1, which would, you know, offset that, um, the addition of two teams that stayed in division one. And I just think would balance things out potentially a little bit better. So you can check that out at wisports.net. And again, we'll potentially dive into that a little bit more at some point. Uh, I should mention that the Basketball Coaches Advisory Committee for the WIAA is meeting actually today to go over uh, you know, season and tournament regulations. I, I have no idea if they'll discuss this in particular. I do know that state tournament will be uh, certainly discussed, especially with the significant drops in attendance. And uh, we'll see what other things come out of that. So uh, they'll, they'll come out of that committee, go through the rest of the committee process of the WIAA, and then um, I think it's the June meeting, that um, the, the June Board of Control meeting, 
that any suggestions that come out of the coaches advisory committee are then voted on by the board of control. So again, just a shameless plug to check out that article and uh, certainly have gotten some, some good feedback. People disagree, um, but, but did get some pretty good feedback. So I think it's something to at least uh, start that conversation. But again, today on the WSN podcast, our focus will be on high school baseball. And in just a moment, we'll bring on Joe Waite to, uh, to talk about baseball, to talk about the Baseball Wisconsin yearbook and, uh, and just kind of catch up on, on a high school baseball Again, weather has really not worked out great. It's not like we've seen, you know, a 20-inch snowstorm in April like we did a few years ago. But cold, spitting rain here and there, you know, still snow on the ground in northern Wisconsin. So certainly some challenges. Um, you can check out our, our scoreboard pages and any, you know, standings and, and results that have come in so far anyway for baseball, softball, girls soccer, you can certainly check those out on wisports.net. But for right now, let's get to our special guest for this week. As promised, while we are still in the early stages of the high school spring sports and specifically high school baseball season with not many teams getting going quite yet, uh, we do want to talk a little bit of high school baseball. And to do that, we will bring on today our, uh, our first guest of the year to talk about baseball, the head coach at Cumberland High School, Joe Waite, who is also the editor of the Wisconsin uh, basketball, excuse me, Wisconsin Baseball uh, Association's Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook, in a special anniversary edition this year, the 30th anniversary of the Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook, really is a uh, a Bible for people that want to find out and, and know about the high school baseball season, the teams, and the players before things get going. Coach, we appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us here on the WSN podcast and uh, and chatting a little bit about high school baseball. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me, Travis. Well, let's start with the uh, the Baseball Wisconsin yearbook and, and talk us through a little bit how that came to be 30 years ago um, and, and kind of the evolution of, of what that has become today. Sure. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, Mark Fuller, who was the head coach at Cumberland and you know, kind of legendary in the state, was the head coach here and I was his assistant. And he talked to a college coach and said, yeah, ba basketball does something like this. Baseball should. And then he talked to me about it because I had a little tech um, savvy at that point. He goes, you think we could do this? And I'm like, yeah, I think we could do it because I was too dumb to really know what I was getting into. And so we, we sent out letters via snail mail and had typed surveys and got them back. And that first edition was probably about 42 pages and very limited, but it was a start. And then the next year, um, we expanded it, got an earlier start on it. And then eventually through time, I kind of took it over myself from, from Foles and did most of the writing. And now today I have Chris LeVold, who is now coaching junior varsity at Moss and helping, and um, Mark Weber, who is the retired coach at Howard's Grove, also is helping out. So over 30 years, it's, it's really kind of developed. And uh, this one, I, I totally redesigned. I wanted it to be special. So I, I put everything away that I'd worked on previously and, and kind of reinvented this one. So I think it turned out pretty well. And um, it's about two and a half months of 20 hours a day, it seems like. So it is a lot of work. 
It certainly is a great publication. We have utilized it for many years at Wisports.net as we uh, do our preparations for the high school baseball season, some of our conference previews, preseason information, etc. And of course, uh, we're we're you know well aware of how much time does go into that. Our Mark Miller has done the uh, Wisconsin basketball yearbook for uh, thirty five plus years, I think it is now. So uh, yeah. a ton of work that goes into it. Um, what are what are some of the challenges that you have? What are some of the things that, you know, while it is a, at times I'm sure an enjoyable experience, and I'm sure it's most enjoyable when it's done, and you know you can mm-hmm. you can enjoy the fruits of your labor. But what are some of the challenges that you have doing this each and every year? Uh, probably the biggest one is letting young coaches know what it's about and what it's for. Uh, it's it's an opportunity for them to promote themselves, their programs and their kids, but it also makes their conferences look a lot better. And so when I'm, I make my initial contacts to try to get information in, I'll not hear from uh, generally about two thirds of the schools right away. And so then we send out another wave of invitations and there is a lot of turnover in high school baseball, probably 15 to 20% of the coaches every year are new. And that was really um, exacerbated by COVID. It seems like we lost a lot of good coaches. And then trying to get the young guys on board and say, hey, this is what this is about. There's a bigger movement here that we're trying to really promote the state of Wisconsin and our baseball um, as best we can. We need you. And so I'm pretty relentless in trying to get everybody to participate. And I think this year we... Um, at over 415 schools did report that probably leaves us with 20 that we could not get in either because they hadn't been hired yet or they just didn't know enough to do their survey so that's the most frustrating part as well getting information from coaches but um once you get a whole conference done and written up and it's kind of like 60 little chapters that's the base of the book and then all the other stuff is kind of an expansion from that from that seed, so to speak. We're talking with Joe Waite, the head baseball coach at Cumberland and also the editor of the Wisconsin Baseball uh, Yearbook, um, or Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook, excuse me. Uh, you mentioned that you had to, or that you chose to, uh, kind of revamp, revamp some things this year and, and uh, you know change a few things with this being the special 30th anniversary um, what kind of things did you add? What kind of uh, special things are part of this 30th anniversary edition? Um, I think the main thing I wanted to do was get more kids featured. And so if a coach had had a kid, and, and really mostly, well, just seniors, because um, if we if we feature a kid that's a sophomore or junior, they, they keep coming back and it gets redundant. So we kind of have a rule that we just want seniors. But if they had a kid that's a senior and he's a good player and we could get a photo of him. I wanted to I wanted to do that. In the past I, I wrote probably seventy five articles, generally maybe one, maybe two per conference, and they were they were larger articles with interviews and stuff, where these were more of quick hitters. Uh the photos I uh, tried to use a lot of text wrap and stuff and just get kids' pictures into the books and, and there's a lot of great photojournalists in Wisconsin that, uh, you know, I found their stuff on the web and that was helpful. Um, redo the logos, just make it, you know, it's, it's something new. And I had a lot of restarts on it. I had a template and then I would say, oh, this is better. I like this. And then I'd have to go backtrack and it was just a, 
It was that part of it was actually kind of fun. Uh, the maps, I put a map of every conference in there because I, I taught history for 30 some years and loved geography. So I, uh, yeah, I got off on a lot of tangents, but it was all good. One of the things that I found interesting, especially the last few years, are some of the um, the things that you have done with surveys and survey results from baseball coaches talking about you know, what are some of the challenges facing high school baseball and high school baseball coaches? Uh, those, of course, run through the, the Baseball Coaches Association. Um, and, you know, I, I, you've done a number of charts and graphs of, you know, here's what coaches' responses are. Um, what what are some of those things that, that maybe were uh, part of that conversation this year? Things that are a challenge for that high school baseball community as, uh, as you look over the landscape in the state of Wisconsin. Yeah, I think, you know, and, and not so much up here where I'm at in Cumberland. We're, um, you know, we're pretty far from major metro areas. But I think the, most of the guys are worried and have um, on occasion lost players that have decided to play with travel teams. That um, They think they can get, you know, better exposure than playing for their high school teams. And, and that it may be true, but... You know, our assertion is that high school baseball is a great experience, and and I, the travel teams have done a lot of good too. I think the um, they brought a lot of focus to some really talented kids in the state. Thirty years ago, I we had hardly any D1 type players, and now it's well over a hundred. And um, it's uh, they've done they've done a nice job that way, but I think you know especially with last year going into the summer, there's a lot of teams that lost their players in the tournament, and that was pretty brutal for them. You know they had good years, and all of a sudden you know, their best players are taken off to play summer baseball with you know some traveling teams that are not only in Wisconsin but all over the place. So that I think that's our number one challenge, and then the. Uh, you know, the private school, public school is always there. That's always kind of the elephant in the room. You know, we in the WBCA, our second vice president, Andy Neese from Regis, is a great coach and has a great program. We just played him last night. And uh, we have a mix of parochial and public schools in the state. We realize that. And that's the question, you know, we've kicked around and how to make it more equitable with the because they're usually in urban areas where some of the small D4s that we have up here um, just don't have that ability to get those kinds of players. Um, oh, let's see what else. You know, the five division versus four division. Uh, there's, um, I would say most of the coaches want to go to five divisions, but there's quite a few that would like to keep it at four and like the format of having eight division one teams go to state and then two, three, and four divisions, sending four each. I think softball has five, and that's um, some coaches question why softball has five and, and baseball has four, but a lot of it is because of Appleton. But, um, you know, other things I, I talked about this year about um, how I, I personally, and this isn't from the WBCA, this is from me personally, really like the state tournament this year, how they did like division four all in, all on one day on a Monday, and the next day was division three. And that's something I think that the new director, um, Mr. Dow at the WIA, is going to look at, or at least, you know, just become aware of. There's a lot of stuff going on that's important to us. Um, really, the base of 
of what we're trying to do is make great experiences for our kids and, and you know, promote baseball and, you know, coach our teams. And, uh, you know, in all honesty, once uh, once the book is done and I get some stuff on our website, um, I'm all about the Cumberland Beavers. So, and uh, we got to play Eau Claire last night, or Eau Claire Regis, and even we left about two and a half inches of snow on Cumberland, got to Eau Claire <clears throat> on our southern road trip, so to speak, and got a game in. So that was that was nice. Uh by the way, we should add that if you're interested in buying the Baseball Wisconsin yearbook, that they still people still can purchase that, correct? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, they um, they can go to baseballwisconsin.com, and there's a link on there to buy a book, and you can get one with a credit card. We also have that link on the uh, baseball page of wisports.net if people are looking for that. Highly recommend it. Uh, obviously, we're we're getting a little bit of a late start in Wisconsin, as we often do. So there's still plenty of time to digest all of the great information in the Baseball Wisconsin yearbook. One of the things that you mentioned um, I thought was interesting and kind of goes along with a conversation that, that has been had for a while now, and that is the season setup in the state of Wisconsin. Of course, until recently, a few years ago, there were two seasons. There was a spring season and a summer season. Those were combined a few years back, and there was a lot of people that were hoping once those were combined, there would be some kind of hybrid uh, schedule and in season that would be created as a sprummer, a lot of people would call that, where the season sure. would start a little bit later, and then the state tournament would go a little bit later, you know, maybe end of June, early July, similar to what we saw last year, as you said, in the COVID adjustments. However, you mentioned that there were some schools that lost kids into that later season into the playoffs in in June because of the travel baseball. So is that that uh that fear of losing kids late in the season and especially in the postseason could that be a a hang up for potentially moving the season dates for high school baseball? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think it, um in all honesty, it's it's probably going to I don't see it happening. Um, like in, in areas where they have strong Legion programs, there's there's always that that the Legion season starts, you know, when high school ends in mid mid June, and they always have, you know, now with the with the travel teams that um, are popping up, and how they have major tournaments. Um, I know there's one in Indiana in in late June that a lot of prospects go to. So if, if our summer went or if our season went longer, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid what would happen last year, what did happen last year would continue to happen. And then up here in the North, we, you know, we struggle with keeping our kids involved after they graduate from high school, they're moving on with their lives. And yeah, I lost two kids last year on my team, just one got a job and they had to leave. And then the other one was, uh, had was playing college football, and so he had a report to that, and that two of my better player, or two of my best players, better players anyway, um, that I lost because it was a late start, and it's just, uh, you know, as much as it would be nice for the weather, I just think that we're probably better where we're at as far as the season goes. You know, yesterday was our, I think our first time, well, our first time on a baseball field was yesterday, and it was our, it was a game. And that's that's pretty actually common for a lot of schools up here. But it, it is what it is, I guess. 
we just got word that we were um, rained out in Bloomer with a big storm coming in, and our field is, still has a lot of frost in it. We're probably at least a week and a half out yet, and it would be nice to play later and get better weather, but I'm just afraid that, um, you know, we start bumping into other factors that uh, would kind of, you know, really, really kind of ruin some teams as they head into the tournament if it was later like it was last year. As you said, once the uh, the yearbook is done, you kind of change the uh, turn the page and, and focus on your Cumberland team. But I do want to ask you about some other topics around the state of Wisconsin. What are some of the storylines around the state heading into this season? Whether it's really elite teams or top teams, elite players, what's what's kind of the pulse? What are the storylines in Wisconsin heading into this new season? Yeah, it's we have more great players it seems like every year that are playing for our high school teams and some some programs and i i do the preseason poll pretty much with the input of other coaches and it's like you you have to be kidding me there's some there's some teams that are so good and you know like i'm like okay i i have to put them 15th and everybody's saying how great they are but the 14 in front of them are, are just as good and that's really hard to do because you know, you compare some schools like, say, Eau Claire and North of Memorial, and how do you compare them to, say, like Janesville, Janesville Craig and, and Hartford Union? It seems they would never play, but still I have to try to sort them out. And uh, Division One, we have Whitefish Bay ranked first, and they just they have a, a, a ton of talented players and three D1 commits so far, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have more coming. Uh, you know, I, I think that's that's the big storyline is that we just have so many great baseball programs and so many talented kids that are playing baseball. And and a lot of it is that these these kids that are talented are playing at the, at the academies, and you know we'll be doing travel ball in the summer and stuff, and and they get to play more than they ever did before because they have these indoor facilities. So um, you know that's good for them. I know a lot of parents are very dedicated to helping their sons become the best they can and and there's just uh it's it's paying off a lot of a lot of great uh baseball and we have three coaches over 600 wins um, marty paulson from fond du lac starting his 54th year as head coach at fondy he just went into the american Base- baseball coaches hall of fame and uh joe vitsinda down in elroy in uh royal high school he's also in his 54th year and I think that's incredible, the, the longevity, those two men and the love of the game that they've had, and they keep going. Absolutely. I, I had a check He's over 600 wins. So. Yeah, I had a chance to play against uh, Coach Vicenda's teams at uh, at Royal when I was in high school, both in our, our school season and uh, in, in Legion, as I recall. And that's amazing how long those guys are able to, to, to stay at it. Uh, certainly we love seeing those coaches that are uh, staying in it uh, a long time, as you said, and it's every sport, but it does seem that the spring sports, including baseball, are a little bit, um, you know, even more of an issue of just not coaches don't stay around a long time. As you said, 15 to 20 percent of coaches change over in any given year. Uh, and it's it's hard to build a program. Yeah. It's hard to maintain success when when that's happening. But it makes you appreciate those guys like that uh, even more uh, than we, than we otherwise would. Um, another another story that I'm interested in in kind of tracking is somebody that, uh, of course, covers high school football and also basketball in the state of Wisconsin. 
How about the Pewaukee Pirates uh, entering the season number one in Division Two in high school baseball? And they won a state football yeah. championship in the fall and just got uh, done with a state basketball championship as well with some of those kids that will be on the baseball team. Um, Carson Hansen uh, was the quarterback on the football team. He's a, an All-State type kid. Logan Doberstein uh, was on the, the baseball and football teams and is an All-State type baseball player as well. So I, I'd have to dig through the record books, but there can't be many, if any, instances of one school winning you know, kind of those three or three of those primary state championships in a single year, like Pewaukee has a potential to do. So that's that's going to be an interesting follow this yeah. year as well. Yeah, yeah, they just that they're just you get like in a school of any size. Sometimes the, the athletes just come in droves, and sometimes they don't. But you know, it's not it's not just um, that they're talented. Pewaukee for baseball, it's a the Doberstein brothers that are coaching them, Adam and Mark, um, have built a tremendous program there. So, yeah, they're good. Last year they got bumped up to Division One when there was some reshifting. They're a, a very large Division Two, and that um, I could hopefully for them anyway that they don't go to Division One. Although I think they're good enough to win Division One. So who knows? Maybe they want to move up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh... So let's uh, let's change uh, you know change change course just a little bit and uh, and talk a little bit about your Cumberland team. I know you said last year you had a couple guys that uh, you know had to to move on at one point for for outside reasons. But what can you tell us about this year's version of the Beavers and uh, also uh, you know kind of the challenges that you guys have as a, a pretty far northern school? What that um, you know what that means for you? What kind of challenges it it brings with? Um, as, as you guys try to get going in high school baseball. Yeah, you know, I, I love my team. We're, um, we're extremely young. I just have three seniors. We have a total of 22 kids out. Ten of them are freshmen. Uh, we don't have a lot of flexibility. I want to keep our JV team intact because if those kids don't play, then that's too harsh on them. They don't get experience in the uh, we have some really good young players that are, that are coming up from through the middle school, and but this year um, I, we're gonna, you know, maybe struggle against some better teams. But I, I have a, a team that uh, gets better every day because they work hard, and uh, you know we're doing a lot of things with them. We're having uh, Coach Scott Lindau from Rice Lakes coming over again tonight, talking about you know the mental part of baseball and being mentally tough and, and things like that, and. And one of our goals, and what we talked about at our parent meeting, is that we want our our players to be great little league coaches someday in the future. And um, you know, we're we're always trying to put an emphasis on that. And the kids I have this year really bought into that, and it's um, it's really exciting. I think uh, it it becomes, and I told them this: it's not practice; it's the highlight of my day. And then as we get playing games, especially as we get bunched up, you know, we. We're supposed to play Bloomer today, and that's postponed, so we're going to try to find a spot to play that. And Out of the uh, 12 kids I have on varsity, nine of them can pitch because they have to. So, you know, that that is a challenge in the north. It's um, uh, We had 14 inches of snow one year on May 2nd, and it's just like, come on. You, know, you just never <laughs> know what's going to happen with the weather. And, uh, it, you know, the, the, my friends who coach in the south, you know, I joke about – how it's so easy to leave, live in the deep south, you know, like Kenosha or wherever. But um, they're, uh, 
your summers down there are, are a month longer than ours are. You know, or two. I would say two weeks in the spring, two weeks in the fall. Um, it's it's a pretty big difference once once you get up here. Well, yeah, coach, we appreciate you. Challenge. Yeah, uh, you know, we appreciate you joining us. I know you were you were saying earlier that you were you were prepping for a possible baseball game uh, on tonight as we talk on Tuesday, but it sounds like that's uh, that's going to go by the wayside as well. Yep, shifting gears, and now I'm writing a practice plan. So I'm, uh, I'm I retired from teaching middle school, but I'm subbing a lot just to help out. Um, so yeah, today I'm subbing for high school science, and kids are working on projects, and I'm getting my plans done, my baseball plans. Well, there you go. Uh, Coach, always good to catch up with you. Appreciate you taking some time to chat here on the WSN podcast. Again, a great resource, the Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook 30th Anniversary Edition this year. Best uh, $25 or $30 you'll spend to, to get ready for high school baseball. You can find it at BaseballWisconsin.com, the Coaches Association website. You can find it at the baseball page of WISports.net as well. Coach, uh, again, can't thank you enough for all the the support that you give to us, and uh, very generously, uh, you know, sending us a yearbook every year that we can use as a great resource. So, thank you very much, and uh, look forward to catching up down the road. Yeah, and, and Travis, that goes both ways. Your 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 site is such a great resource um, for what I do, and just promoting high school sports and baseball. It's uh, You've done a tremendous uh, job there, and that's a great asset to, to a lot of people. So thank you for that. We certainly appreciate that. And, and a, a final plug uh, for baseball coaches that might be listening in, we would love to to be able to do that even more if, if coaches can uh, just send in scores even, just the, the basic part of it. We would love that. It would make our jobs much easier. If you want to do stats, if you want to do full rosters, great. But if we can just get scores, schedules, and then that way we have updated standings, uh, we'd love that as well. Uh, so, Coach, again, thanks for joining us. Best of luck this year. We'll catch up down the road, and uh, and and you know, be sure to keep doing the good work at the uh, at the Wisconsin Baseball Coaches Association and with the Baseball uh, Wisconsin Yearbook. That'll do it for today on the Wisports.net podcast, though. Uh, he is Joe Waite, the head coach at Cumberland and the editor of the Baseball Wisconsin Yearbook. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a WSN podcast. We'll see you at a game.